Kyle Duggar has always loved football. At a young age, my parents told me I would sit in front of the uh, TV when I was like a toddler. They'd leave the room and I'd come back and I'd sit watching the same game, like full games from start to finish at a young age. And I feel like I took interest in it as a kid. And that interest, it turned into a passion. I fell in love with it growing up and it taught me different things about life. Something that I continue to uh, fall in love with and have a deeper passion for. I don't think I'm ever going to really lose that no matter what. Now Duggar doesn't have to. In April, the Lenore Ryan University safety was taken in the second round of the 2020 NFL Draft, 37th overall to the New England Patriots. Not only was Duggar the first player drafted by Bill Belichick in the post-Tom Brady Patriots era, but he was the highest drafted Division II prospect this century. You'd have to go back to 1999 when the Seahawks took Lamar King 22nd overall to find a higher drafted player. But how did this happen? I'm Cole Weinstein, and this is Locked On Presents Long Shot, the Kyle Duggar story. This is Locked On Presents, the new series featuring sports stories that change the games and teams we love to follow from the Locked On Podcast Network. To hear this podcast and more great sports stories, search and subscribe to Locked On Presents wherever you listen to podcasts. Kyle Duggar ended up playing in Division II for the same reason thousands of other athletes do. It was his only choice. As a freshman in high school, Duggar was 5'6", about 135 pounds, and just trying to earn some playing time. Playing time that wouldn't come until he started growing. By his senior year, Duggar was around 5'11", and had finally earned a starting defensive back job on the varsity roster. He played well enough to receive three offers to continue at the next level, Barry College and Reinhardt University in his home state of Georgia, and his best and only Division II offer, Lenore Ryan. The home of the Bears is located in Hickory, North Carolina, about an hour's drive away from Charlotte, and it was Duggar's best shot at continuing his football career. Like most freshmen at Division II programs, Duggar was redshirted. In Power 5 college football, redshirting is a much more strategic decision. Elite recruits can come in and make an immediate impact, even as true freshmen. In Division II, redshirting is a necessity. The level of recruit that a school like Lenore Ryan brings in is not ready physically or mentally to play college football. Coaches want as much time as possible to develop athletes in their system, so by the time they are redshirt seniors, they're the best football player they can be. And Duggar bought in. For a lot of players, it's, it's just what you make of it. At my school, I can't say that everybody that was redshirted were able to make gains. For me, I was able to put on 20 pounds or 18 pounds of muscle and while getting faster, stronger, more explosive because I took advantage of it individually. It wasn't necessarily the program we were going through, but it was the work, basically how bad I wanted it. Nothing was handed to Duggar in high school. So why would college be any different? What, what I was doing extra while the team were on the road uh, playing or what I was doing on weekends or Fridays because we didn't have a hard practice and things like that. that a lot of freshmen were, weren't taken advantage of. They were, you know, inside looking for parties or looking for something to do, looking to hang out. And that was kind of something that really drove me, like I was thinking next level. Even as a redshirt freshman at a Division II program without a single drafted player since 2000, Duggar always kept his eyes on the prize. That dream of playing pro football like the stars he used to watch on TV as a toddler. 
there's a lot of times where I was working off of just faith and, and God really kind of instilling an ethic in me and something kind of a me against the world mentality, just, you know, telling me to keep working because I can't really tell you exactly if somebody asked me, what are you working towards? You know, I might have said to be the best safety in the conference, but I feel like ultimately it was more than that. That work seemed to pay off as Duggar started all 10 games at defensive back during his redshirt freshman season. He was also named the South Atlantic Conference's Defensive Freshman of the Year after leading his team in turnovers as well as pass breakups. Duggar's three scores as a defensive and special teams player also put him at fifth that year for the most touchdowns accounted for on the team. The rising star looked to build off that momentum in 2016, but was sidelined with a torn meniscus and forced to redshirt yet again, this time with a medical exemption. The injury could have devastated Duggar's confidence. Instead, it helped it. For me, I feel like that was super helpful. And even the year I missed when I got hurt down on the sideline, I was able to uh, kind of refocus my, myself mentally get uh, get right, kind of humble myself and really see, deep, see things from a different perspective. It gave Duggar a chance to be vocal. Being on the sideline for the first time and watching the whole season from the sidelines and helped definitely with leadership and learning how to talk a little more because I was super, super quiet, even more, way more than I am now, but I was really quiet and so it helped me learn how to kind of lead vocally and definitely was humbling for me. If Duggar's 2016 season was all about learning to get better off the field, 2017 was about getting back on the field and playing the game he loved. The redshirt sophomore played every game that season and led the team in tackles as well as forced fumbles. The defensive back was also named second team all-conference. While he dabbled in it his freshman year, this was also Duggar's first real chance to show off his punt return skills. In fact, Duggar scored at least one punt return touchdown every year he played for Lenore Ryan. This includes his freshman year when he had only four return opportunities. Punt returning is a skill set Duggar takes pride in and one he hopes he can utilize at the next level. If that would be opportunity for me to get on the field and show my ability, then that's, that's what I'd be happy doing. Duggar's return ability stems from his first love as a football player. Before switching to defense his junior year of high school, he was a running back. Those years spent pounding the rock taught Duggar some valuable lessons that would come in handy as a returner and defensive back. When I get the ball in my hand, it's kind of like I know what to do with it. And I have that the vision that I can take when I played at a younger age and able to definitely uh, incorporate that in how I play on the field. Being an undersized running back also taught Duggar a valuable lesson off the field. When I didn't, wasn't playing a lot in high school, when I was kind of trying to find a spot to play in, I kind of realized, you know, I was going to have to work a little bit differently because I hadn't grown yet. I was like, low, but I hadn't grown yet. So that's where I kind of developed a work ethic, doing extra and going over overboard to be able to earn a spot or an opportunity to continue playing. At first, this newfound work ethic was just a means to an end, a necessity if this undersized, football-loving teen ever wanted to see significant playing time. But soon, it became part of his identity. And I was able to build on that. So when I did get an opportunity and I did start to grow and everything started to catch up, I really had that same work ethic and made me a much better player. By the 2018 season, the 22-year-old redshirt junior had all the opportunities he could hope for. Duggar was a leader on defense and a key special teams threat, amassing over 700 kick and punt return yards that season. But that work ethic? That stayed the same. Duggar worked like he was meant for greater things. There's a lot of times where I was working off of just faith and, and God really instilling an ethic in me and something, you know, kind of a me against the world mentality, just, you know, telling me to keep working because I can't really tell you exactly if somebody asked me, what are you working towards? You know, I might have said to be the best safety in the conference, but I feel like ultimately it was more than that.
It wasn't quite time for Duggar to earn national recognition as an NFL hopeful, but his redshirt junior year was when his play really started to pop. Duggar finished the season with 76 total tackles, a pair of forced fumbles, three fumbles recovered, and not to mention a career-high three interceptions. His over 530 punt return yards were also second in Division II that season, as well as a school record. The highlight of Duggar's return career, however, that came in October against Newberry when he scored not one, but two 60-plus yard touchdowns. For his effort that season, Duggar was named first team All-South Atlantic Conference as both a returner and defensive back. Not only was he one of the best players in all of Division II, but his Bears finished with double-digit wins, something that hadn't happened since Duggar was a true freshman in 2014. Lenore Ryan would go on to lose in the quarterfinals to the eventual Division II national champions that year, the Valdosta State Blazers. This was the year that Duggar had been waiting for. All of the hard work that he had put in was finally about to pay off as Seahawks scout Ryan Florence discovered his junior year tape. Florence visited and worked out Duggar in March of 2019 and confirmed what the defensive back had been hoping to hear all his life. Kyle Duggar was draft worthy. Soon, every team had sent a representative through Hickory to check out the NFL hopeful. According to NFL.com, one AFC East team went five times. I wonder if it was the same AFC East team that drafted him. By August, Duggar had landed on the Senior Bowl watch list and had become a name football guys were talking about. I thank God every day for the opportunity that, that I've been put in because though it might have been a goal of mine and it might have been something that I felt like I should be in the spot to have an opportunity like this, it wasn't happening most many of years, like really up until this year, for me, it wasn't happening at all. It wasn't any of this going on. Once the spotlight was on Duggar, however, he took full advantage of it. On the fourth play of Lenore Ryan's 2019 season, Duggar returned an interception 30 yards to the house. In the next quarter, he picked off QB Jalen Jones again, this time returning the ball 63 yards, but no touchdown. The Bears would demolish St. Augustine's Falcons 68-7, and the NFL hopeful continued to prove exactly why he deserved a shot at living out his pro football dreams. In October, Duggar would set Lenore Ryan records one last time. In a game against UVA Wise, he scored two punt return touchdowns before the eight-minute mark in the first quarter. In that game, Duggar also became Lenore Ryan's all-time punt return yardage and touchdown leader. Duggar's college career was near its end, however. He would play in the next two games against Tusculum and Carson Newman before missing the rest of the season with a thumb injury. Two and a half weeks later, Duggar had accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl and had begun his preparation for the NFL Draft. Despite playing in only seven games his final season, Duggar was given the prestigious Cliff Harris Award for the best small school defensive player in the country. The award was selected by a committee that included Dallas Cowboy Pro Football Hall of Famers Roger Staubach, Mel Renfro, Gil Brandt, and of course, 2020 inductee himself, Cliff Harris. Here is Harris talking about Duggar at the award ceremony. Kyle uh, stood out. He was a really a great player that you could feel that he is one of these guys that is the best player in America in D2, D3, and NAIA on defense. For a small school prospect like Kyle Duggar, the knock against him will always be the level of competition he played against. Sure, he looked dominant against Division II offenses and zero-star recruits, but can that translate into success against the best football players in the world? The Senior Bowl would be his first chance to prove doubters wrong. That's what gets me going, being able to, to know that I'm about to play against somebody that 
he's going to expose me or, or I'm going to show him that I can dominate their level of competition. This is Locked On Presents, the new series featuring sports stories that change the games and teams we love to follow from the Locked On Podcast Network. To hear this podcast and more great sports stories, search and subscribe to Locked On Presents wherever you listen to podcasts. The Senior Bowl is a college football all-star game. Every single player on both rosters is vying for a legitimate shot at getting drafted and making a team. Future NFL stars play this game every year, hoping for a chance to improve their draft stock. It's going to really put things in perspective and allow me to compete at the highest level to where nobody can really say, well, you're playing against small school guys, so you're not that good because they're going to have to give me my respect because I'm going to be playing against the top-level guys. That wasn't the only reason Duggar was excited for the game. My season got cut short, so I haven't played football in too long, basically. So I'm kind of scratching my neck to get on the field again and just be able to play. By the time the Senior Bowl rolled around in late January, it had been three months since Duggar had played in a football game. Despite the time off, he wasn't worried about playing against the toughest competition of his young career. I know there'll be nerves and things like that, but I know once I get that first contact or maybe touch the ball for the first time or they even hear the whistle, you know, I'm going to be in my element at that feeling of feeling like I'm at home. There's an adrenaline rush that comes from the physicality of a game like football, one that Duggar likened to another love of his. It's almost like first blood, like when you play like a video game or something, first blood, that first that first lick, whether it be, you know, you might get hit, you might get cracked, something might happen to you, but if you get contact and you feel, you know, that contact, it's going to get you ready, it's going to get your mind right, no matter how it comes. Duggar loves football and all of the hitting that comes with it. He's a competitor, so it didn't matter that he hadn't played football in three months. Once that gridiron rush hits, he's ready to make plays. So I feel like I'll at my best when I'm allowed to just play football and not necessarily uh, try to make me too mechanical, but just kind of have that goal or have that, that assignment and then just being allowed to play, play fast and downhill and make errors and make a lot of plays just based off plans. And that is why Kyle Duggar excelled at the Senior Bowl. All week in practice and during the game, Duggar showed up and played the sport he loved. The level of competition didn't phase him one bit. That said, Duggar didn't have his first big moment until day two of practice, the one that reminded him he was just playing football like he had his entire life. In a one-on-one drill against former Vanderbilt tight end Jared Pinckney, Duggar picked off a throw from future top 10 draft pick Justin Herbert. The interception was a huge confidence boost for me. I felt better and better each day. Um, I was on the field, I felt a little better to myself, more more in my own body and, and more comfortable moving around and stuff, more like myself. So kind of the thing that just continually got better for me. And by game day on Saturday, Duggar was ready to show out. He led all players in tackles with seven, but maybe his most impressive moment in the game came when he got to showcase his pass coverage skills. It's halfway through the third quarter, and former Washington State quarterback Anthony Gordon has just reached the red zone. On second and long, the North team QB attempted to connect with former Dayton tight end and future Saints fourth rounder Adam Troutman on a 20-yard pass. The toss was just ahead of Troutman, who attempted to make a one-handed catch, but couldn't hold on as Duggar slapped his arm down, breaking up the pass. I was in a good position to where 
I could make a play on the ball. It wasn't necessarily matches to make a turnover. So I was kind of limited in what I could do is either, you know, gamble, try to go to the, for an interception by undercutting it, or uh, just make a smart play and live fight another day in that drive. So I had to go with uh, PBU on that play, but potentially in the future, I hope we have an opportunity to pick that ball off. On the next play, Gordon threw a first down strike to future Ravens sixth rounder James Prochet, who was on the side of the field opposite of where Duggar was covering the former Dayton tight end once again. Now just seven yards shy of the end zone, Gordon threw it right back to Troutman, who sprinted for the pylon, but was wrapped up and easily brought down short of a touchdown by, you guessed it, Kyle Duggar. He got out fast on his route. He was a big body and, and used it well to leverage me to get this to where I could really make a play I wanted to, but I was able to keep him out of the end zone, like he said. The North squad would score two plays later due to a coverage miscommunication involving Duggar and another defensive back, but it didn't matter. If a great week of practice and a good first half of football wasn't enough to convince you that the Lenore Ryan prospect belonged, this drive did. Duggar's excellent technique and red zone defense proved he could excel even against NFL talent. And that's why I love the Senior Bowl. Great play is great play no matter where you were for college ball. That was just as true for Duggar as it was for former Dayton tight end Adam Troutman. Yeah, he was definitely a, a big body. Covering him was more so. Making sure I didn't gamble too much. Just made the solid play the play that was available as opposed to, you know, attempting something that like an interception and they end up with him. So it was definitely a good challenge and uh, I think he, he did a good job. And that's another essential aspect of the Senior Bowl, getting to know future teammates and opponents. It was cool and fun to be able to uh, form relationships off the field with uh, guys from different schools, you know, and just kind of joke around or doing our downtime and uh, really form those relationships. It was really fun, and that's what I remember the most about uh, the weekend, guys I was able to meet. As a member of the South team, Duggar also got firsthand experience working with the Bengals coaching staff. Um, it was fun. I was able to learn a lot from them. They're really big on teaching me, you know, as opposed to just kind of trying to force stuff in my head. They were, they were teaching me a lot of different things. So I was able to learn a lot, of, pick up a lot of things from them. And I remember everything they were telling me about uh, how to get better, how to play smarter, what they really wanted when they asked for certain things in the defense. So it was, uh, it was huge for me. The Bengals staff weren't the only NFL personnel working with Duggar that week either. I was able to talk to a lot of scouts. I've talked to a couple since then, but they just been, you know, curious to, to know my knowledge of the game and to kind of just see the type of person I am. And uh, I think it's been really well. Uh, all the interviews have gone pretty consistently, and I felt comfortable. Not only did Duggar's football IQ serve him off the field in interviews, but it allowed him to create a game plan that led to success on it as well. That was something I did feel good about. I didn't have any missed tackles. And, and for me, that was making sure I do my job and not trying to do too much and whiff or make a big hit and completely miss a tackle. So it was just another part of just kind of letting the game come to me and making sure I did my job on the play, just having that mindset of doing what I was supposed to do at a high level as opposed to trying to do too much. Duggar's strategy at the Senior Bowl was a simple one. Do your job and always make the easy play. Duggar led both teams in tackles and recorded a pass deflection because he didn't try to be flashy. He showed up on every play, and while it wasn't always impressive in the moment, his work spoke for itself on the stat sheet and to NFL teams. Kyle Duggar was a secret no more. I know that wasn't, you know, it's not like I was the best I'm going to play. My best football, I feel like I was really just kind of getting my feet wet that weekend. It was a lot. I left on the field, you know, a lot. I feel like I wasn't really, I wasn't all the way myself. I was a lot of rest I was knocking off. So there's a lot more I have to display. So to hear that I was still able to open some eyes and things like that, that's, that's pretty cool. And I'm, and I'm definitely hungry to show off. And beyond just improving his draft stock, 
Duggar missed being around the game he loves. You know, along with just being able to touch the field again, being able to talk the game and, and just kind of go over things, watch film and things like that, was, it was a lot of fun. So I really enjoy all of that. The former Division II long shot left Mobile, Alabama a rising star. Duggar made Bruce Feldman's annual college football freaks list, and Peter Schrager called him both his favorite story and the wild card of the NFL draft. The Lenore Ryan prospect was no longer an underdog. Instead, he was a growing commodity looking to cement his rising draft stock at the NFL Combine. If Duggar impresses scouts, both physically in workouts and mentally in interviews, he is a shot to be the first Division II player taken in the first three rounds of the draft since 2006. Working out in shorts instead of playing in pads takes a different type of preparation, however. The biggest thing for me is just getting that explosiveness back, and then we've been doing a lot of 10 and 20 yard work for our 40s, as well as uh, the position drills, the transitions and the position drills, and things like that have been huge. Those things are kind of a big area of focus for me. And training for position drills and workouts come with their own unique challenge. My body is a little, it feels a little different in the way that um, it's more, you know, work underneath it right now. It's like you're getting to that point where it's getting kind of that grind where you're not as fresh as you once were, and, you know, you got to kind of push through. My body's not as fresh as it is, but as far as progress, you know, there's been a lot of progress in the work that we've been doing. Not just physical progress either. So we're doing a lot of ball work um, and a lot of mock interviews, just going through the questions and having me answer them to uh, just get comfortable um, answering the questions correctly and being efficient with my answers so I could get uh, as many questions in and King can learn as much about me as possible just to answer those confidently, be able to get on the board confidently and, and show my knowledge. Duggar's physical gifts won't matter if he can't convince coaches and scouts that he has the football IQ to run their defense. Every day is a grind, and a strong mental game plan is needed to succeed. Make sure I take advantage of these drills, check everything every day, take full advantage of it, really dig in and kind of make sure I'm focused on the task at hand and everything that I'm doing. Duggar attacked his combine training with a singular focus, a focus to get better every day, whether in the classroom or as he put it to... Get those drills crispy. This is Locked On Presents, the new series featuring sports stories that change the games and teams we love to follow from the Locked On Podcast Network. To hear this podcast and more great sports stories, search and subscribe to Locked On Presents wherever you listen to podcasts. With hard work comes confidence, and Duggar was certainly confident about the numbers he was going to put up at the Combine. I'm reaching for the point 11-1. I'll be somewhere between there and uh, the high 10 10, the high 10. I'm definitely looking to jump 11 1, though. That's my goal. A lofty goal as well. One that less than 60 NFL prospects had achieved up to that point since 2000, which is as far back as public combine statistics go. Keep in mind, over 300 prospects compete in Indianapolis every year. Duggar beat his goal by an inch. His 11 foot, 2 inch broad jump put him at second best among all safeties at the Combine. His next lofty goal, a 41-inch vertical. Since 2000, less than 130 prospects successfully jumped that high prior to Duggar's Combine. Once again, he beat his goal by an inch. Duggar's 42-inch vertical was not only the best among all defensive backs, but it was tied for the second best out of any player at the Combine. The only drill that Duggar oversold himself on, his 40 time. So I'm looking to run in the 4-3, 7 to 4-4, four, 4 range, four, four but my goal is the 4-3. 
the Combine star would have to settle for a 4.49 time, only the sixth best among safeties that year. Duggar also measured the largest hand size and arm length of any defensive back, not to mention the longest wingspan of any safety. The Senior Bowl showed scouts what Kyle Duggar could be on a football field. The Combine showcased what a dominant athlete he already was. Both of them together, that cemented him as a day two pick. A long time coming for the kid who used to watch football for hours as a toddler. Kind of taught myself and, and just kind of laughed because it was such, I guess I would call it a dark period where I wasn't, I felt like I was, you know, wasn't receiving any, any light in the asterisk. And it was very difficult for me and there wasn't a lot of attention. So now that things are the way they are, it's kind of something I laugh at because how quickly and how things change. I'm just really appreciative that I was able to, that it was able to turn around for me. Duggar has family to thank for that. A lot of times when I was going through that, that dark period in college and I was up at a school, you know, however many miles away from home, I was out of state. So it was, it was difficult. But every time I did come home, it was without question that my head, I was going to leave it with my head on straight, my head, you know, high and confident. The Duggar family is filled with athletes, so they knew exactly how to best support Kyle. Everything they, they were able to do for me, just as far as talking to me and telling me and giving me wisdom, and then just even just, you know, bringing me down at times, back down to earth when I maybe got too high at school. So having them uh, support me has been a huge, huge factor, maybe more than anything. Kyle's mother, Kim Oates Duggar, averaged a double-double in each of her four seasons playing college basketball at Fort Valley State. She's in the school's Hall of Fame. Kyle's older brother, Patrick, also played college hoops at LaGrange College. I was in a basketball household growing up, so I feel like more than anything, all of my brothers and sisters and my mom and my dad all had that work ethic. Uh, once, once we figured out how to work, we were going to work. You know, it was more so just giving us a plan or giving us the ways of how we could get better. As a former first-team all-county point guard for Whitewater High School, Kyle Duggar followed in his family footsteps of playing hoops while also picking up on skills that would help him on the gridiron. It allowed me to be able to use my instincts because I was kind of a defensive guy and I had a lot of skills and was able to get my hands on a lot of passes and things like that. So I feel like that goes a long way in playing defensive back, especially being able to jump lanes and things like that. I think ball skills, it definitely helped me because when the ball's in the air, I feel like that's going to be my ball. If I'm in a position to make a play on it, I have a lot of confidence that I would be able to. And I feel like a lot of that comes from basketball. Duggar also learned how to be a better football player by modeling his game after his favorite NFL stars. When I was growing up, I was a running back. I fell in love with Adrian Peterson. Probably the first guy I remember actually looking up on a YouTube or something, or watching highlights and trying to, you know, stick my foot in the ground like thing and learn how to shake like them. So as I grew older, when I came to Central Bag, I started taking like an uh, Eric Berry. That's my favorite safety that I've watched with this generation. And he's been somebody that I've tried to model my game after. One of Duggar's favorite Eric Berry plays took place in a Week 11 matchup against the Chargers during the Chiefs 2015 season. There was a screen and he was the only defender over there and it was a, a lead blocker with a pick a tackle or guard. As opposed to just taking the inside or outside and he cut the lead blocker to old lineman and was able to crawl almost at a fast pace and, and make the tackle on the running back all up while he was on the ground. The Chiefs website called Barry's tackle on Chargers receiver Stevie Johnson Ninja-esque. All Barry needed to do was get a hold of one leg to make the play. 
that's what you call football savvy. You know, you can't really teach that. So things like that, just his versatility especially. Um, he was able to kind of do it all, or he was able to do it all when he was playing. I'm huge on that and really want to take that part to my game. In pass coverage, Duggar also looked to former Raven Ed Reed in hopes of adding tricks to his game. His instincts and the way he was able to play with the quarterbacks as opposed to them looking him off and doing different things. He was able to control them more than they were able to control him. So I feel like that's something I'm definitely looking to get to, but I feel like I definitely take time to learn to develop, really have your instincts and be able to control the middle of the field like he did. That's something I definitely look forward to being able to hopefully get to at one point. In Steelers legend Troy Polamalu, Duggar admired his aggressiveness. He plays in a way where some people would call it out of control, but he takes his shot and he takes it full speed. So he has a lot of times he'll shoot a guy's leg out, coming down for without uh, slowing down at all. So things like that is something I've definitely tried to incorporate and try to get better at because things like that are, that is hard to teach and incorporate just being a good player and maybe being a great player. A great player like Palomalu. His instincts and the way he just played football, no matter how it was taught, but just really played at a high level and kind of threw his body around and did whatever was necessary. I try to uh, take as much of that from his game as I can. Duggar is most comfortable when he's allowed to play that kind of role. I'll at my best when I'm allowed to just play football, when not necessarily uh, try to make me too mechanical. Have have that goal or have that assignment, and then after that, just just being allowed to play play fast and downhill and make errors and make a lot of plays just based off plans. Duggar's creative spirit stretches far beyond the field. However, during his time at Lenore Ryan, he studied engineering in hopes of paving the way for a career in architecture once done with football. That same passion for creativity is also vital to his position. I'm a safety, so I kind of have to have an open mind as far as having a lot of information. And then, then there's the focus on one one piece of that big picture or of everything going on at one at a time. So like I'm at my best when I can just kind of play. An asset that Duggar admires in his football idols. I feel like the best players that have played the safe position have been able to throw their own creativity to a scheme. So Ed Reed, he was when he was free, when he was a free player, it was when he was most dangerous. Same with Troy Polamalu. I heard a lot of times that they would just put a defense around Troy and kind of let him just be free, completely, completely free, even you know, out of the middle of the field or up to the line of scrimmage and kind of let him do whatever he wants and kind of just use his football IQ and his instincts and, and let him play football. And I feel like a lot of the greats were, were able to do that, surrounded by defenses and D coordinators that would have allowed them, allowed them to do that. Shortly after Duggar's incredible combine performance, COVID-19 hit America and changed every aspect of modern life, including the NFL draft process. No more pro day, no more private workouts with teams, just a lot of video calls. But that certainly didn't hurt Duggar's draft stock. On Friday, April 24th, with the fifth pick in the second round of the NFL draft, 37th overall, the New England Patriots selected Kyle Duggar, making him the first draft pick of the post-Tom Brady era. Once a 5'6", undersized freshman who just wanted to make the varsity football team, Duggar was now the highest drafted Division II player in over two decades. Not only that, but Bill Belichick was now his head coach. The same man who worked with Rodney Harrison, Ty Law, Teddy Bruschi, and of course, Lawrence Taylor. This quote might explain why Belichick liked him so much. 
I feel like a lot of the things, such as distractions and things like that, that doesn't really intrigue me or doesn't really, uh, is not something I really am looking forward to being exposed to, I guess. I'm really looking forward to being able to see how my personality matches with all the excess time that I could be doing to study plays and, and kind of get better at football as opposed to where I'd be, uh, using it to do homework. I'm really looking forward to seeing how my personality matches with the lifestyle that's going to be coming up for me. In 2019, the Patriots secondary allowed the least passing yards, passing touchdowns, and points of any NFL team, all while forcing the most interceptions. You could also call them Duggar's new co-workers. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Just being able to be around guys who are all on the same page, all are realizing that they want to play football at a high level, and they're all kind of thinking, win, win, get better, and uh, really focusing on being pros. This top-ranked secondary was and is still led by Jason and Devin McCourty, Jonathan Jones, J.C. Jackson, and of course the reigning Defensive Player of the Year, Stephon Gilmore. Not to mention former All-Pro Adrian Phillips signed as a free agent this offseason. Duggar will go from being one of the most accomplished players in Division II history to the young rookie and maybe the best secondary in football. He'll be surrounded by professionals. It's almost unbelievable to think that I, I'll have the opportunity to, to literally work on my craft all day, focus on that. That'd be my, one of my main priorities. He loves football. He's loved it ever since he was a toddler, sitting for hours in front of the TV watching games. And now, it's a full-time career. Kyle Duggar is the face of the Patriots' 2020 draft class. It's something I've been thinking about, you know, imagining, talking to teammates about for the longest amount of time. I'm just imagining being able to really imagine being able to play the game you love and then when you're off the field, focus on how to get better at playing that game you love. That's something I've been looking forward to for a long time. And if I'm able to get the opportunity, I guess I'm going to take advantage of it. Sounds like a Patriot to me. Long Shot, the Kyle Duggar story, was written, voiced, sound designed, and edited by Cole Weinstein for the Locked On Podcast Network. Music by Zane Henderson. Thank you to the Little Rock Touchdown Club for their audio. A special thank you to Kyle Duggar for sharing his remarkable story with me. And of course, thank you for listening. Locked On Presents is a production of the Locked On Podcast Network, a new series featuring sports stories that change the games and teams we love to follow. To hear more great sports stories, search and subscribe to Locked On Presents wherever you listen to podcasts.